I'm making an executive decision. Uh oh. We're moving into the summer. I think this summer we're gonna cover just summer movies. Summer movies slash kids in danger. Sweep the lick. You have a problem with that. Welcome to the Project Gen X Retro Summer Series 2022. Sarah, beware. I have been generous up until now, but I can be cruel. Starting in May and ending in August, we will review the summer movies from our youth that include Tron. I still don't understand why you want to break into the system. Because, man, somewhere in one of these memories is the evidence. If I got in far enough, I could reconstruct it. Adventures in babysitting. Don't fuck with the babysitter. The Goonies. Don't say that. Never say that. Goonies never say die. Back to the Future. Whoa, this is heavy. There's that word again. Heavy. Why are things so heavy in the future? Is there a problem with the Earth's gravitational pull? What? And so much more. We talked into the night. The kind of talk that seemed important until you discover girls. If I can only have one food for the rest of my life, that's easy. Pass. Cherry flavor pass. Along the way, we will also sprinkle in some non-movie goodness that will remind us what it was like to be a kid when the socks were high, the shorts were extra short, and there wasn't a cell phone to be seen. E.T. phone home. E.T. phone home. Who wants to call somebody? So sit back and join Big Dave, Barry, and myself, Alan Smith, to relive the magic of the 80s and the retro summer. Hey, now that we have talked about everything, late, late night, late night television, and the Beatles and, and everything else, you know. <laughs> Yeah, stop it. We won't go into my, my whole stick on the Beatles. So, welcome back to the Project Gen X podcast because we are a Gen X podcast, we're yes. a Boomer podcast. Uh, <laughs> I'm one of your hosts, Alan Smith, along with Barry. And once again, we are joined by the fiance. Okay, she's going by the fiance. No, uh, not the, the infamous, infamous Amy. Amy so. <laughs> you will forever be the infamous Amy. Yes. The show. So it's. Um, uh, in this episode, let's see. We let's see. What have we covered so far? We covered um, explorers. We explorers, and then fly to the navigator. Fly the navigator and war game, or uh, cloak and dagger, and war games. And then last episode, we covered space, space camp. camp. So now we're six weeks in, basically, mm-hmm. and we are covering the nineteen eighty seven movie. Yes, right. Adventures in Babysitting. Yes, yes. And to our UK listeners, because we do have a few. Yes. This was actually released in the UK. The UK. The UK. The UK. <laughs> Ote. Uh, not in Utah. <laughs> in, in the United Kingdom as a movie called A Night on the Town. Oh, okay. Um, they did have two different releases for this and okay. two different titles. Why? I don't really know. Didn't really go into a lot of descriptions on it. But I am uh, often amazed at some of the titles that stuff is going Oh yeah, even yeah, overseas, yeah, yeah. you know. And well, usually it's if it's in a different language or something, right, they'll right. translate it differently. But I just for some reason this one was called A Night on the Town, which well, you know, it's like Captain America: The First Avenger was mm-hmm. just released as the first Avenger around the world. Yeah, they they, they left Captain America off the top of the front of it, so 
like, all right, fine, whatever. Well, and you uh, learn so much from your podcast. Well, you know, that's why we keep you around. So <laughs> somebody's got to learn something. I'm telling you, <laughs> we sure as hell aren't learning. No, 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 no. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go into the stats on this guy first off. Uh, and all right. I, and I will say this: when when the infamous Amy and I rewatched this, um, we were literally three minutes into the movie. Jinx his head. Oh, well, Rob's right behind you. Oh yeah, Robbie the robot. Rob the robot. Yeah. So, but we. And were, my son has become obsessed with that. I know. You're out telling of me nowhere, about that in the last episode. Out of nowhere, all of a sudden. So. So we were literally three minutes into this movie, and Amy looks to me and goes. Was this directed by Chris Columbus? <laughs> it was, was like it was three minutes. Yeah, yeah it was. It was he, before and, the and, beginning of the opening credits, and so, it yeah. was directed by Chris. This Columbus. was the very <laughs> first movie directed by Chris Columbus. Yeah, he has a feel. Yes, he absolutely. He's got a look. He definitely has his trademark, and it's all over. And you know what's film. funny is that I, I had not. All right, let, let's run down the cast. Yes. Before we get well, into well the movie let me itself. let me go to the spats. Okay. And we'll go to the cast. Uh, again, it was written by David Simkins, I think it was. Uh, produced by Deborah Hill, who um, Simkins. Simkins, excuse Simkins, me. Yeah. Deborah Hill, you're gonna love yes, this. Yes, I know Deborah Hill. Do you know, yeah, you remember what she's famous for producing, don't you? Um. Oh. Um. Halloween. Yes. Yes. Oh yeah, that's right. She works with John Carpenter. Yep. Like, on all. And of if stuff. you watch yeah. in the movie, there's a scene where the kids are sitting there on the couch and on the television behind them. The movie Halloween, Halloween is playing. playing. Right, right, right. Um, I've never seen those movies ever. I've never seen a horror movie in my life because they scare me. And oh, yeah. wait, wait till Barry, October. No, no, Barry. no, dude, it's the perfect fall. I know, you know? I know. This was a, a Touchstone Pictures. So yes, this was one of the this first is big hits for Touchstone, and technically it is not Disney; it is Buena, Buena Vista, Vista. But it's Disney. It's Buena Vista, and I did a little digging on this. Basically, Buena Vista was when Disney wanted to produce a movie that wasn't a Disney movie. Right? They would call it Buena Vista Pictures. So, and that's why you see a lot of Disney stuff. Will say it will have the Disney logo, yep. and it'll say Buena Vista yep. underneath it. So, gotcha. yeah. So, um, it was released in July third of nineteen eighty seven. And uh, box office profits on this thing was about thirty-four mil, so it actually did pretty well. I didn't. This get... was a budget of seven million. Yeah, so, so. I mean, it, it definitely you know made its money and then some. Uh, this was a, a relatively big hit for Columbus, and I mean, because of this movie, he ended up getting enough clout to be able to start his empire. Um, I can't remember what the next one was after this, but it was because of this movie that he actually got into like the Home Alone and right. several of the other ones. The cast. <laughs> okay. Get comfy, kids. This wow. is a cast this, in all casts. I was floored whenever I started when I started watching this. I'm like, oh wow, I yeah. forgot this person. I forgot that I forgot she was in. I forgot he was in. Mm-hmm. I forgot. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. And there's there's one cast member in particular we're gonna touch base on that uh Let's just say we're talking about Kevin Spacey's favorite kid. Yes, actor. Kevin Spacey's favorite actor. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear, you went there right away. Yeah, yeah. I was I was going to save that for a little bit, but wow. All right. So let's start with the top. Elizabeth Shue. Yes. Played uh, Chris Parker. Yes. Elizabeth Shue. For those of you who have lived under a rock for the last thirty years, uh, has been in Cocktail. Has oh, been. She made Cocktail on, immediately after kid. making this movie. Yeah. She went from Chris. She to was in Leaving Las Vegas. Yeah. I mean, I mean, just going down and most recently uh, was. Was it CSI? Which version of the CSI I she was know. on? I know she she came back. She from was Cobra on the Kai. Las Vegas one. Las Vegas. Okay. She came back. She for back, Cobra she Kai. She did come back for Cobra Kai. So. Yeah. Um, Keith Coogan again, the ultimate '80s. Hey, it's that guy. Has been in all kinds of stuff. His Brad. dad was pretty famous. 
Anthony Rapp. Yeah, like I said, Kevin Spacey's favorite child actor. So. Played Daryl Cooper Smith. Now, for yes. those of you who don't know who okay. this is. Anthony Rapp. All right. <laughs> this guy has actually got quite I have 525,600 reasons. <laughs> we should not go there. No, I'm talking about with him. Oh, funny. Yeah. How many do you mention right, in a year? Yeah, exactly. Um. <laughs> yes, he was in Rent. He was in he Rent. He was in Rent for he was in, years. Yes, but he, he was also, um, the one that I remember him from, he was in Dazed and Confused. He was in Dazed and Confused. Um, smaller yes. role, but right. still. Very pivotal role. role. Very pivotal you know? role, yeah. Um, um, great he, actor. So keep it on. Uh, Maya Bruinton, or Bruton, uh, played Sarah, the little right. the She sister. didn't really do much after. She did, well, she, really. had, she actually had a big role before this. Yes. She was one of the kids in Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, she played in a little TV show that I know Amy remembers, and I'm pretty sure you do too. She played the little sister in Parker Lewis Can't yes. Lose. Yes, she did. We may have to do a deep dive into Parker Lewis Can't Lose, though, because that was a pivotal show. Um, so that's you, yeah. that's the, the 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 bulk of it the was, main. It cast. was. Let's be honest. Parker mm-hmm. Lewis, Parker Lewis Can't Lose was Kmart Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Pretty much. Okay. Pretty much. <laughs> I wanted that blue light special. <laughs> I would take it. Down girl. So. <laughs> that was the bulk of the main cast. Now, the well, subsequent cast. Hang on. This is when it gets interesting. Playing Chris's best friend, Brenda, was Penelope Ann, Ann Miller, Miller, which I did not realize. I didn't either. Like, as soon as I saw her, I was like, "I that, that's, no, dude, because... Big Top Pee Wee, look, Kindergarten Penelope, Comp. Penelope I mean, Ann on, Miller yeah. in the late 80s and into the early 90s was everywhere, and then she just... Disappeared, disappeared one yep. day. It was after Carlito's Way. After yeah. she did our oh, Carlito's Way, such a good movie. all of a sudden she was gone because it was one of you know, the gun in Betty Lou's handbass, or yep. handbag. She was in cop. She was Kindergarten, kindergarten cop. cop. I mean, she was in a ton of stuff. Big top Pee-wee. Big pop, I mean, come Pee-wee. on. But it was just like, okay, she's on the rise and then gone. Playing Chris's boyfriend, Mike... Mike Toddwell, the guy that had the greatest Man. license plate of the 80s that just said, so, so cool. cool. Again, did not realize he was in this Me movie. Either. I forgot. <laughs> For those of you, he was the bad guy in Billy Madison. He was in the West Wing. He was in the West Wing. That's my favorite He was show in of Studio 60 on the Sunset He was Strip. in Get Out. He was in Get Out. Boy. He's definitely one of those. If you need somebody to play slightly smarmy, oh, he's your go-to. Captain in the Woods. Um, you know, and there's a few people that are more method actors, like uh, you know, Car- uh, Calvin Lewis played Joe Gipp. Mm-hmm. Um, he's had kind of hit and miss on a few things. George Newbern, yes, playing Dan Lynch. Now, for yes. those of you who don't know, who George Newbern is Father of the Bride. Yes, and that was a thing when he came on screen. I mm-hmm. kept trying to like pull. Now, one of my favorite ones. Go ahead. I know oh, you're oh, to I'm, it. I'm, 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 we're saving that for last. Okay, okay. You know where I'm I, going. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, there were a couple of musical cameos in this movie. Albert Collins, yes. Southside Johnny, yes, is the front man of the band that's up on stage. I can't remember Southside Johnny's band name, but. There are people screaming at me right now. As Amy mentioned earlier, uh, the girl at the party, the the Lolita Davidovich was Lolita oh Davidovich. God. I had the biggest listed as crush. Lolita David. Don Lolita Davidovich through the nineties. Blaze. Oh my God. That's all I got to say. Yes, Blaze. Yes. Clark Johnson played a uh, the the main gang leader on the subway. Right. Don't don't, don't fuck with don't the Lords, fuck of, Lords of, hell. of Hell. Don't fuck with the babysitter, which but, is in our opening. So, but he was actually in Homicide: Life in the Streets and The Wire. Yes. Making his first cameo in a movie, Man. Andrew Shue, oh. Elizabeth Shue's oh, yeah. brother, yeah, 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 was yeah. at the frat party. Yes, yes. But the biggest, the biggest. Which you would know him from Melrose Place. 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 Yeah. Yep. But the biggest one, the one that everybody goes back and sees, playing no. Dawson 
aka Thor, mm-hmm. a very blonde, very skinny, very ripped, very ripped, <laughs> Vincent D'Onofrio. Yes. Okay, so now that we've gone down the list of, <laughs> let's get into the plot, kids. Remember, as we're talking about this, this is a kid's movie. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Everything about this. This was a first-time director making a movie for children that was marketed to children. That's Sorry, I was just trying, I'm trying to figure out, I'm trying to remember if this was, I guess this was PG-13, was it? Yes. yes. I mentioned that to Mary that it I thought is it was PG-13, interesting yeah. that it was PG-13. I know that, well, they got the because two Because of the F word. Yeah, they yep, got, two they got their two, two, two uh, F words in. Uh, but, but you got to remember, like, you can go back prior to this and you could you could get away with one or two in a PG mm-hmm. movie. Anyway. But anyway, the plot. So, Chris, it's the movie opens with okay. let me just say one of the greatest opening songs I have seen that, in a okay, movie that of the 80s. That was what I wanted to get to before, whenever before we got it when I said you hear we'll that downbeat and you know exactly what and you're And then he kissed watching. me by those the, the crystals. The crystals. Okay. Which yeah, great song. Okay. Why in 1987? No. Is that? No. No. Okay. I'm 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 I'm, I'm going to shut you down right now. When I, you're married or when you're raised by boomer parents, you I know, the, that, I know, but it's songs. still kind of a on a 45 no less. Okay. She's listening to it on a 45, which I thought I was like, okay, that's good parenting. Okay. Me, and, and and I'm not saying anything about the song. It's a great, it great great song. You know, great great, mm-hmm. you know. I love all that early 60s girl group, Mm -hmm. you know, Motown stuff. I I mean, I love all that stuff. But Mm -hmm. why in 1987 is a 17-year-old girl dancing to this song? Because... It should have been Madonna. Yes, or something. Thompson twins, something, you know? I mean... I think it was more of the... It's probably what they could get. Well, that, but also if you think about it, the, the whole opening sequence... It tells, it gives you the backstory of Chris right from that song. Mm-hmm. She's in love with this guy who's older than her. You know what? She's infatuated. And she's she's just completely taken by this idea of eventually we're going to get married. We're going to have a family. We're going to do all this I other think stuff. It's projecting her innocence. Exactly. And no, she's that, doing a complete like. Oh, she's got a choreographed, choreographed you know, all around her yeah, room. I mean, you know, and and it's funny because if you played that song now, people would think it's a Scorsese film. But yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> well. That comes back later, too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm just going to make this point now, because I know you guys won't make it. The fashion. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, yes. To today. It, it's timeless fashion. I always remember her overcoat with that rainbow mm-hmm. scarf. And, and the brooch. Yes, I, and, and her gloves. The camel the hair. Thing. The gloves that she's wearing, the the different fingers have it's a, that rainbow again, where they're mm-hmm. different color. You know, it's the knitted. I was like, I, I, I remember... That kind of stuff being in style. Oh, yeah. You know? Well, and, and the funny thing is you could probably go into a store now and find it, you yeah. know? <laughs> so, we opening up with Chris dancing around her, her her bedroom, waiting for her boyfriend, Mike, to pick her up for their anniversary. Mm-hmm. While she, you know, here's a knock at the door, runs downstairs to see him. He's Which they never say what anniversary. Uh, yeah, that's true. I mean, she's a senior in high school, so. Yeah, and, and he's to, older. Yeah, he's definitely older. And I'm kind of. I'm kind of thinking maybe we're talking like six months or something, which maybe. I have a problem with that because anniversary we'll say a is year. a year. We'll say year. a year. Which means he started dating her when she was 16. 17. 17. Well, oh when she was 16 is when he started dating her. Oh, yeah. And he's in college. 
Yeah. Okay, let's talk about the problems here. So she runs downstairs to answer the door. Mike's standing there in T-shirt, sunglasses, jeans, and a leather jacket. Leather bomber jacket. Leather bomber, leather bomber jacket. jacket, which I had one of those. Oh, everybody <laughs> had one of those. Talking about how he has to cancel because his sister's sick and his parents are going out. So <laughs> Contagious. Yeah, contagious. contagious. Tries to give her a kiss goodbye. He, she tries to give him a kiss goodbye. He's like, how contagious. Yeah, yeah kiss, what, kissed her on the forehead or something, wasn't it? Yeah. He leaves. She's pissed. Her friend, Brenda, comes over. Brenda. And Brenda is the problem. Yes, Brenda. Brenda causes all the problems in this. Okay? She's not a good best friend. No, no she's not. No, she's really not. Hey, and we all know Brenda. Yeah. Okay, we all have that Brenda. A couple of exactly. us may have dated Brenda. You know? <laughs> but um, so she's sitting there and she's complaining. You know, she's Brenda's complaining about how pissed off she is at home. And Chris is pissed off that Mike bailed on her. So her mom comes up and says, well, now you can go you know, babysit for the Andersons. And she says, I'm too depressed to do this. And Brenda looks at her and goes, well, go Sit for the Andersons. That'll depress depress anybody. anybody, Yeah. (laughs) So she agrees to do it. Brenda because Brenda has to leave. So Chris gets in. You know, just says, "All right, fine, I'll do it." So she she gets dressed, gets in her car, and starts driving. And that's when you get the opening credits for Adventures in Babysitting, Mm -hmm. and everything. And I mean, everything about this sets the tone and the 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 pattern for pretty much every Chris Columbus movie you've ever seen since then. So Chris gets over there, and the Andersons consist of, there are two kids with the Andersons. Mm-hmm. There is Sarah, who's the younger daughter, who mm-hmm. she's really there to babysit. But there's also the older brother, Brad. Mm-hmm. Brad who is, is in love with Chris. is infatuated with Chris. So the minute he finds out she's coming over, he's just freaking out, trying to get you know the house cleaned up, trying to fix his zits and all this mm-hmm. other kind of stuff. There's a very famous scene where he runs in there and realizes that his little sister, Sarah, who, by the way, is obsessed with Thor. Thor. I rem- okay before we get into that. Yeah, I remember seeing this in the theater mm-hmm. and being, uh, and, and being a comic book fan. Yep. You know, especially Marvel comics. Being like, why is this little girl obsessed with Thor? I just, you know, and, and and even all these years later, I watched it last night. I was like, I they didn't have to go any like big backstory on this, but yeah. I would kind of like to know a little bit of the backstory of how she became so obsessed with this character, you know? Well, I mean, why but it, it is what it is. Do they ever actually say it, Chicago? Yes. They do actually say Chicago. Well, they, not only do they say it, they show it. And I know they show it. And I have a question for you. This is okay. something Amy hmm. and I debated on earlier, and I'm, I'm Are really... Are you talk about the building? Oh, we'll talk about the building. Yes. <laughs> we gotta talk about the yes, building. absolutely. But why is it that Chicago became kind of the catch-all location for most of these movies from the I, 80s? I know, like all of the uh, I mean, well, John Chris Hughes Columbus. stuff takes John place Hughes, right outside Chris of Chicago. Columbus. Yeah. I mean, all this stuff is right in Chicago, I know. and I'm like, okay, I think it's because it, that's th- where yuppie culture popped. Uh, well, I guess suburbs yeah. of Chicago. I think it's because talking about the suburb aspect of it, of you can have a city like Chicago and talk about the suburbs, and Chicago is right there. If you do that with L.A. Yeah, L.A. is spread out over four counties. Or New York. Or New York is one of those things where the suburbs are across the river and it takes a long time to get well, there. Well, plus you, you know? have more of the Midwest lifestyle. And there's too, that so. also. So it's that middle America, right. you know. But I just, I, I found it kind of funny that she mentioned that, you know, later on in the movie that they lived in Oak Park, which is an actual suburb of Chicago, right. by the way. But where they filmed all that was in park. Toronto. Yeah. So she gets over there and uh, beforehand, like I said, Brad's trying to find his clear seal and apparently Sarah had used it because she ran out of brown when mm-hmm. she's painting a picture of Thor. Yeah, I don't get that. Clearasil was never brown. It was kind of a... It was it, kind of a... Did they have some that was like nude colored? Yeah. The, it was, it, there was, it was, they had, had different... They, 
for different colors of skin. They have okay. different I didn't shades know that. of yeah. it. Yeah, and actually, because Clearasil was just a cover up. Because cl- was, exactly, yeah. Clearasil was more almost. It had the texture of paint. Yes, it had that kind huh. of thick. And you could always like tell a, when somebody had it on too. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was almost like a pancake. She gets over there, starts to sit with the kids, and gets a phone call from Brenda saying that you know Brenda has run away from home and spent all her money on the taxi to get to the bus station in Chicago mm-hmm. and she's freaking out because she she's got nowhere to go and no money can Chris come get her mm-hmm. um, well Chris tells the kids you know I'll be an hour there and an hour back and, and poor Brenda no has phones. her own adventures that she runs into at the bus station in downtown Chicago that right. the, 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 the little snippets we get into Brenda's night yeah Brenda is a god lover you know so they, they the find, kitten and yeah the, the kitten <laughs> oh jeez the hot dog yeah and I don't have a wiener yeah uh, but uh, so they, they finally you know basically threaten Chris and say alright get in the yeah, car blackmail her blackmail her get in the car then all of a yes, sudden as they they're walking out heavy blackmail tactics. yeah why would the, why would my parents pay you for him to watch me <laughs> yeah Daryl's best friend uh, Daryl is uh, the best me, man uh, Brad's best friend Daryl Coopersmith right Pops out of the bushes. Yes, because he literally. Well, he showed up earlier. Yeah, and you know, and he's talking about the new Playboy and how the new the playmate looks like Chris. Looks exactly yeah. like Chris. All which, I can yeah. say is he's got a bad dad. Uh, well, you know, well, the eighties. Uh, well, and, and we'll get to the Playboy here in a little. Well, bit. his yeah. blackmail tactics were like on point, and they were a little scary. Yeah, yeah. Basically, he said, you know, you're doing such a good job. You know, they must really trust you to let them, you take the kids into the downtown. Right. So I'll tell my mom. I'll tell, tell my tell mom exactly. Mom, so, you know, yeah, it's yeah. It's like get in the damn car. I know. It's a, so <laughs> off we go. They're in this Buick. What did we say it was? It was a. It was the Buick Elantra. Station it looked wagon. like the town and country. Yeah. Station wagon. Oh, yeah. It was a Buick. We looked it up, <clears throat> yeah. but it's got the wood paneling on the side. Right. Total suburban. Oh God. Mom just car. Boat. Just absolute My boat of a car too. Car, so that, that, yeah. So they're driving down the interstate, and at, or <laughs> they cut back and forth on this a few times. The first time they're sitting there, they're all sitting there chatting, and Daryl is telling her about or had mentioned to Brad about the. The, the Playboy. Mm-hmm. And it turns out he actually snuck his dad's Playboy into the car with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're talking about uh, the the relationship that Chris had with her boyfriend, Mike. Mm-hmm. And this is when you find out that Mike had earlier threatened to kick Daryl's ass right. for and touching his car, which he didn't yeah, do. Yeah. And he said, yeah, he actually did it, you know. But uh, And she's convinced that it's not the kind of guy Mike is and all this other kind of stuff. So we start to see how the, the facade of Mike right, is breaking down. Right, right. And then they cut back to the car later on while they're still on the highway. And Chris is telling a, a, a horror story right, about, a man, with about a, a man with a hook in his hand and just a face of fleshy goo and scraping the faces off. This right, scrape, scrape, right, scrape. Right. Well, the whole time she's telling that to Sarah in the back seat, Brad is, uh, um, I'm sorry, Daryl has pulled out the Playboy and is starting to show it to, right, to right. Brad and making faces the, and everything. The tamest Playboy I've ever oh seen. Oh my in God, my life. yes. <laughs> yeah, so let's, let's take a moment. All right, since we brought it up, let's take a moment and talk about the Playboy. Right. You do see it comes, it comes in a, no pun intended, it comes in a Playboy. It's the MacGuffin times, of the movie, yes. that's for sure. But you do actually see the picture that they're talking about in the centerfold. Right. A, this is the first centerfold I have ever seen that did not actually show any nudity. I mean, even though it was the 80s and even though it was Playboy, which, let's be honest, for the time was still relatively tame, that, I was like, I've never seen a Playboy that didn't show any nudity. Right. But also, 
I don't know if that was actually Elizabeth Shue's picture in those or not. You know, it's if funny because it w- there are several pictures, mm-hmm. and they're all again they're they're tasteful because yeah. there is no nudity, you know. Yeah. Because of, and it, it, I mean, it her, looked a her lot. Her face like is on there definitely. If it, if it wasn't know, her, it was, they definitely found a body double that looked very right. similar to. Yeah, her. I'm sure it probably was her. And and I did look up, you know, for for uh, <laughs> for posterity. Yep. July of '87. <laughs> okay. Oh no, it was Miss March. This March, was Miss yeah. March. March of '87. The woman that was Miss March of '87 looks nothing. Nothing like, her. like yeah. No, yeah, you know, I did. I imagine homework. that considering this movie was probably made a year prior. Yeah, and, I, you know, I did my homework. Yeah, so, so anyway, so they're driving all for research purposes. Absolutely. So as they're driving on this, it know, would be years later before she got nude in a movie, though. Yeah, true. Leaving Las leaving Vegas, Las Vegas, one of the movie. most depressing movies yes, ever. Yes, great movie. Yeah. So, um, in the process of it, you know, Chris turns around and says, "What are you guys doing back there?" Brad grabs the Playboy and throws it out the window. Right. Daryl freaks out because that's his dad. Stupid. Dad's gonna kill me. You know. Yeah. It's a- so they finish the story. Just as their tire explodes, right. they pull off the side of the highway. They're outside. They look for the spare. Of course, they don't have a spare. They're working, you know, trying to see what's going on. All of a sudden, the headlights come up behind him, and this man walks up, and they're terrified of him. Um, as he's walking up, he's telling, you know, handsome John, handsome John Pruitt. Pruitt. Yep. And then he reaches up to move his hat or something, and it turns out he's got a hook on his hand. Mm-hmm. They all scream. And he said, "Were well, you afraid of this? You kids must be from the suburbs." Yeah. <laughs> so, so John, handsome John, gets him hooked up. Says, "Listen, you guys are out on the 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 highway. We don't have a spare. You know, I'll I'll buy you the tire. Right. We're gonna get you towed to Dawson's garage, and we'll uh we'll go from there." And she's like, "That wouldn't be right." And it's like, "What would be right? Leaving you kids stranded on the highway?" Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Could not have yeah. been nicer. Right. So they're dri- You know, they they load up. They're going in the car. Well, as they're driving, um, Brad. Right. Daryl turns to Mr. You know, the ass how he lost. Yeah. Ass how he lost his hands. Was it in Vietnam? No, no, no. Dropped a Chevy on it. Yeah. So <laughs> he tells him that the hand is still Vietnam. in. The, yeah. He says, did, you, did they bury it? He goes, no, I kept it. It's in the, the glove, glove box. box. Yeah. <laughs> so he gets a call over the radio uh, from Dawson, from Dawson saying that house, uh, that car is at your house again. Mm-hmm. So immediately he starts driving like a madman through Chicago and they're his, freaking out. His wife's having an affair. Yes. So be at my house. Yeah. Yeah. What did you see? So he pulls up, and and apparently Chris Columbus has a thing against lawn jockeys. Yeah, he hates lawn jockeys. Yeah. I'm guessing because in every movie, some car hits a lawn jockey right, and immediately right. comes to a stop. Mm-hmm. So he reaches over, opens up the glove box, and Brad co- or uh, uh, Daryl covers his eyes, and Brad, you know, he reaches in and pulls out a pistol mm-hmm. and runs out. He goes, "Is it a hand? No. Oh, okay, it's a gun. Oh God!" Yeah. So. <laughs> And he, he starts in firing just indiscriminately. Just indiscriminately firing out of the house. Uh, ends up hitting his own car and Chris's mom's well, car. The bullet goes through the window that the that Chris and the little, uh, what's her name? Uh, Sarah. Sarah are looking out of and mm-hmm. barely misses their faces for yeah. one thing. Great age. Kids movie, here. remember? Yeah. And then the the windshield for the station wagon which turn we find out then is Chris's mom's right. car so she's and then freaking out. yeah so they go and they run and they get into a Cadillac a Cadillac which was actually the guy's car that's having that's having the, the affair, affair. And as they get in they lock they go to lock the doors and, and they, they all lock, lock mm-hmm. and Chris turns around and there's a guy in the car with them right yeah. stealing the car because he's, this he's is stealing, Chicago that's yeah. uh Joe what was his name Joe Grip yeah and um, they're stealing the car, or he's stealing the car, and she's like, thank you for saving us. He's like, he's stealing the damn car. I know, I know. 
So he's like, look, I got a little bit of business to take care of. Then right. I'll drop you guys off at a bus station or something. Oh, uh, she says, can you drop us off at the next the next uh, stoplight? He's like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even get out of this neighborhood. neighborhood. <laughs> and then I think Brad says, can you take us to a mall? He goes, a mall? What do you think this is, Boise, Idaho? I know. <laughs> so they drop, he, he takes it to a chop shop. Right. And I'm sorry, that moment in the chop shop where you saw the Mercedes, you saw the oh, Ferrari. Oh, I, I, I know, I know. Oh, I had a moment there. Yeah. So they get out. The, the guy who's running the chop shop, and I've got his name, his name is Bleak. Mm-hmm. What a great name. And if that's not a great enough name, there's another character in there, and I'm trying to remember the actor's name. Graydon mm-hmm. was actually, uh, Bleak is the one running it. Graydon's a second in command, but Graydon's, right. the actor's name is Ron Canada. That's just, that's a great name. That's a great Ron name. Canada. I'm sorry. So they, they take the kids, they lock them up in the office, uh, try to figure out what they're going to do with them once they get all the stuff taken care of. Well, just so happens that there is another copy of the Playboy that's in the office right. that has all this stuff written down right, on it. Right. Well, so Daryl grabs it. Daryl grabs it. They try to figure out a way to get out of there, and they discover that there's a, a vent shaft up at the top that's loose. So they open that up, and they walk across steel beams to get out of this building. They don't just walk across. You know, they have They're to, like, doing a tightrope tight yeah. across this thing that none of this happens, okay? <laughs> you know... Once they get across the initial to the other side where they're going, where they're going, they basically take a hard left turn to get mm-hmm. to the window. They have something to hold on to, and I kept kind of looking at this, whatever you know, the 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 the, 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 beam the ceiling, or, the beams yeah. and stuff. I'm like, there's got to be something for them to hold on to up here. Well, no, that's never designed to be a walkway. That I know, but just, the, yeah. but still, but I'm just talking about the way that that usually. You have girders like that. There's usually something yeah. within some the the distance that they span across there. Oh yeah, there has to be something to hold that beam. Yeah, maybe uh, to, I don't to, know. to reinforce. No, there has to just yeah. like you know, like in, in like as an engineer, there's got to be something there to I hold. I love how you were like, deep diving on the engineering <laughs> of the chop shop. It just makes me Scientifically, happy. Scientifically, it, it just no makes sense. me happy. exactly. You know, so they get a, past that. They, they get they past. They get, get out. out. Yeah. And as they're climbing, and of course down, Joe is seeing all of this. Yeah, he Joe's, saw them going across and doesn't you know. say a word. Uh, but as they get out, they're um, they discover. You know, Brad finds out that that Daryl has swiped the Playboy right. and sticks it in Sarah's backpack. Right. Which, by the way, on the backpack, did you notice what was on the back of it? Mm-hmm. A gizmo. So um, they get in. Uh, they they start to to make a run for it. Well, of course the bad guys discover that they've escaped and they've escaped with quote the playboy. Right. Because so of all the notes for the Cleveland deal. Yeah. Some, some notes for no, something. It's not, it's not the Cleveland deal. It's no, Cleveland is dead. dead Cleveland's dead. That's right. That's why I was trying to remember. What it's some other deal yeah, that they they had all the notes for their Fresno? chop shop deal was on there. Something. But yeah, I don't I remember. Well, they get in a car and they're chasing and they find the kids and they're chasing them. Well, the kids duck into a blues, a club. blues club in downtown Chicago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not a stereotypical no. thing at all. Oh, and it just I, have, so happens, I have a lot of thoughts on this one. So. It just so happens to have, of all people, Albert Collins on yes, stage. Yes. Nobody gets out of here without playing Nobody gets out of here without playing the blues. I know. So they do a song. They make Chris sing. And she's like, I can't sing. <laughs> and no, she's not a singer. Uh, no, no. And the funny thing is, apparently Elizabeth Shue actually is a oh, decent singer. Well, but, as I said, it's definitely her voice. Yeah, you can just, tell. Oof, but it's, it's not her style, if nothing no, else. No, 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 far from it. Yeah. But she she creates a song called the Babysitter Blues, right? And it actually made the soundtrack for this Is movie. It the yes, okay, and okay. it's it, I want to say it actually charted. But uh, I don't. Remember. I don't. I don't know about but, that. But um, 
So they get on, of course, while she's up there performing with the kids, the bad guys come in and see her on stage. Well, they, you know, Albert Collins kind of walks them out the door and walks back up to the stage and stops the bad guys. He's saying, not on stage. He's in the crowd. Well, he it, starts on the stage, but they right, walk they him walk out through, through the crowd. But he's on, but he's on the, in the okay. crowd. And then the, right as they end the song, those guys come up and he stops them and says, nobody gets out here without playing the blues. Yeah. So basically running interference. So, so they get away. They're walking on the river walk in Chicago. So they're walking and Brad kind of finally confesses his love for Chris. Right. And she says, well, he's too young. Right. So it kind of Which kills makes that. sense. I mean, she's a senior. He's a freshman. Yeah. You know, it's a- but, um. The only time you ever see that is in reverse. Yeah. But the, yeah, that's true. Very true. That's a lifetime movie. But uh, so they um, they they happen across a streetwalker that instantly reminds Chris of Brenda. So they get back on back on task. They're trying oh, to get back to Daryl's Brenda. trying to like Oh yeah, he's, he's trying to get a piece. He comes to find out she's only seventeen, you yep. know, and that's yeah. So they, they, they get found again and, and Grayson and Bleak chase her down to the L train. And they get on the L, and they, the door's shut, and of course... I always love in movies, whenever someone gets on the subway or the mm-hmm. hill or whatever, that kind of stuff, how the doors automatically shut. Yep. Because that never happens. No. That, that Those doors stay open for a long time at a stop, and they and if somebody gets in the way, they will reopen yep. to make sure someone does Just like an elevator get, door. I know, exactly. And the same thing happens in an elevator later. Yep. Or earlier, I guess, whatever it was, they, they try to get in there, and it, right. you know... Anyway, so they it just so happens that the train that they're on, there are two gangs that are on it. Yes. One at one end, one at the other. They start meeting. The Lords the of Hell are the only one that we. Know they only say the name, the name of them. Of, yeah, because yeah. you don't uh, fuck with the Lords of Hell. And Chris tries to break up the fight that's about to happen. Well, Daryl steps up because he calls her a bitch. And Brad steps Brad steps up yeah. because he calls her a bitch and he calls the guy a scum sucker. Mm-hmm. But so the the gang leader pulls out a, a switchblade and says, "Don't fuck with the Lords of Hell." Throws because said something to uh to Brad about can't keep your foot out your mouth, boy. Right. Maybe this will help. Throws the knife in his boot. Right. <laughs> to which Chris okay. reaches down, pulls the knife out, points it back, and says, "Don't fuck with the babysitter." <laughs> So they get out, and Brad, of course, is freaking out at this point because one stitch. Yeah, they take him to the emergency room. They tell him that you know our, our friend's been in a gang fight. Right. So he's been know, stabbed. He's been yeah, stabbed yeah. in a gang fight. So they 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 they're there's a whole thing there where Brad gets one stitch. Right. It literally nicks his foot. It nicks his toe. And I love the doctor. You know, he was just so yes, like, he he's so exhausted. I know. So he's just like, okay, yeah. And it, later on, a nurse comes in and says, you know, hey, stab doctor, wound died. that yeah. stab wound, the, the gang battle stab wound, that guy passed away. And he's like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So they go out there. They're fine. Chris and Daryl and Sarah, and they're, they're telling him, you know, we're here for our friend. He was a stab a, wound. He was a stab wound. Says, "Oh, he didn't make it. I'm sorry." So they start crying, and then Brad walks out, and everybody loses well, their damn mind. Chris faint. So, um, but they, uh, he comes out. They try to make a run out at that point because they see the cops and the. Cops well, no, no, are, no. The guy from. Uh, oh, the the the, the, from, the the guy that they stole the the stolen car. Right. The owner of the stolen car is there. there. Yeah. Because you see what Pruitt did to him. Right. Beat the ever living snot out of him. So they make a and run. And Handsome for John's it. there. And Handsome John Pruitt is there yeah. as a fugitive and tells him, hey, listen, you know, I paid for the windshield. That's my, you know, that was mm-hmm. mine. But you have to pay for the You have to pay for the He's going to make you pay for the tire. It's 50 bucks. And it's at Dawson's Garage. It's right. ready for you to pick it up. So he runs away, wishes him best of luck, and runs away. Oh, something we didn't 
What's that? Way back in the beginning, whenever yes. the whenever Handsome John or shows up, mm-hmm. she doesn't have her purse. She left it at. She the has house. no purse. She doesn't. So, she no ID. No money. Check. No. Which yeah, I thought was no. great. Which, well, it's uh, very 1980s. You know, it's a. So did you have a checkbook when you were senior in high school? Uh, I got one. I got my first bank account right after I graduated high school. Yeah. But uh, uh, so just to kind of touch on a few things that we did kind of leap over <laughs> yeah. concerning Brenda. Let's talk about what happened to Brenda for a moment. Uh, Brenda, like I said, is a whole movie in and of herself. There's a lot of uh, cutaways that happen on this. Like there's a scene where Brenda is sitting at. Well, first uh, off, when she calls Chris, hmm. she's in a phone booth. Which yep. Love the phone booth. Get and there's a homeless guy. House. That, and like she looks down and like his slippers and some food or whatever. And a spam. Yeah. And so she kicks it out. She's like, you just moved, you know. And uh, and so we get that one. And then she's watching TV. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait. No, no. The hot dog. Remember? No, this is before that. Oh. Yeah. Because she's watching television. She takes her glasses off and sets them down. And a lady next to her picks them up and puts them on. And leaves her a pair and of sunglasses. And leaves her sunglasses. So yeah. Brenda wakes up, puts the sunglasses and goes, oh, my God, I'm blind. Yeah. Yeah. And so... And then they again. These are all in cutaways, by and the then, way. And then, and then that's when she's walking around the, the bus depot, and, and she sees what she thinks is a kitten, and mm-hmm. she's like, "Oh, it's a kitten!" You know, tries to reach down to pick it up. And she and does bed. pick it up, and she's yeah. like, "You know." And then the two janitors come up. And they're like, "Put it down. We're going to kill it." She's like, "No, that's terrible." You know, you heard a kitten. Kitten, lady, that's, that's a giant size sewer rat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then later on, there's a scene where she's having a conversation with a, um, uh, a hot dog vendor. Yes. And, you know, tries to order one, and then she pulls out a check. Right. And he's like, I'm a cash-only business. Right. He's like, well, no, I'll just endorse this over to you, and, and you can do it. And, and she oh, explains. That's, even more, that's even what's more beautiful about it. Who knows? I don't remember. Chris basically <laughs> had a check from Brenda, from... Chris's mom. No, it was from Brenda's mom, wasn't it? I thought it was Chris's mom wrote Chris a check, and then Chris owed Brenda money. And, and so, so she, she wrote a check for... She endorsed it over to Brenda, and then Brenda paid her the difference. Yeah, whatever what it was. So what she wanted to yeah. do was endorse it over to him, guy, and he paid the can, difference, right. and I'll take the hot dog. Right, 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 right. right. She's like, no, no. no. So he immediately starts to throw it away, and she goes, if you're going to throw it away, just give it to me. He goes, I'm a cash-only business. You know, if you don't have this, then, you know... I don't like, have well, any money. I don't, well, have, I don't have a wiener. Well, and I don't have a wiener, and throws it away. Yeah, the most tame dick joke you get away with in the 80s. Right. But it was awesome, right? And then, okay, and then she finally does get her glasses back. She steals them back from the woman. Because the woman's sleeping. sleeping, and she steals them, and then she's running away. And then she runs the the woman, the homeless woman, runs by the uh, the, the phone, phone booth. booth and tells Smacks the original it. guys, "I get out of my house." house. <laughs> so yeah, all that stuff is happening yes. in cutaways for Brenda. Mm-hmm. But now, now we're back to to Chris and the kids. So they've gotten out of the the whole situation with. With the hospital, you know, Dawson told them they need 50 bucks. That's it. So they're walking to try to get somewhere. And I've actually been on the street that they were walking on because okay. I remember those houses. I was up there recently. Um, and there's a, a party going on. It's a, it's some, a frat party. Some frat party. Yeah. That I, I, I don't remember what the... Kappa, yeah, but I forget what... I forget Kappa what, something. Yeah, I forget what frat it was. Because uh, they, make, they make a joke about it being a Kappa party. Yeah. So they, you know, Daryl runs in there just trying to... like, it's a party. Can't talk, got to run. Yeah. You think? Yeah. So uh, he had to go to the bathroom. No, no Sarah, Sarah had, had to go to the bathroom. Oh, that's right, that's right. Yeah. So Daryl runs in to try to dive into the party. Sa- you know, Sarah convinces Chris and Brad to go in. They go in, and instantly, as soon as they walk in, two guys identify Chris as Miss March, March yep. and bring the Playboy over, and is trying to get her to sign it, and all this other kind of stuff. And she has no no, no knowledge clue what's of going this on whatsoever. whatsoever. Yeah. And then our hero George Newbern walks yes. over. 
uh, as Dan Lynch. Right. It says, no, that's not her. Yeah. Why would she be here? Why would she, why yeah. would a girl be, you know, why would Miss March be at a Kappa party tonight with a bunch of kids? Right. What about that makes sense? So instantly you see that there's a chemistry yeah. brewing between her and her. Yeah. Oh, and the, uh, the house band fronted by yeah, Southside Johnny. Um, and Daryl's making friends. Daryl's making friends, so to speak. He's trying to. He's he sits at a table and he's trying to. The guys are chugging beer. He's chugging popcorn. He's chugging a, a mug full of popcorn. That's when we get the teeny tiny glimpse of Andrew Shue, yeah. way down the, the yes. bar, yeah. so to speak. And that's Look, when he, you know, he like says something. Kid. You know what was it? You know what Playboy defines as oral ratification. And then, and then little girl walks goes, by and goes, I know I what do. it is, and I grabs do. him and takes off. <laughs> so yeah. So Brad is a lucky there. guy I'm of all you, people man. on top of it all, you know. <laughs> so Andrew Shue, excuse me, uh, Elizabeth Shue and uh, and George Newbert are dancing. Right. He said it's going to take her at least twenty minutes to get to the right because there's a line in the bathroom. Brad's taking her to the bathroom. Uh, he sees what's going on. Yeah, he's he, watching. He's, the dance. he's like, all right, I'm just stepping back. Um, she, in the process of the dance, she tells him, "Listen, I hate to say this, but I really need fifty bucks." Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, no problem. Uh, he comes back and says, I could only get 45. Right. And they get, you know, Dar- uh, uh, Brad and Sarah come back and um, they're waiting to try to find where Daryl is. Mm-hmm. Well, Daryl is in the process of talking to Lolita, Lolita Davidovich on the stairs. And you can tell she finally finishes up the statement with, want to go to bed? Right. About the time that her boyfriend walks over, who's, mm-hmm. you know, big meathead. Right. I can't remember exactly what he calls him, I, but. Yeah. Uh, you know, he starts going to pick a fight with with Daryl. Well, uh, George Newbern, mm-hmm. our, our hero, steps in and basically, you know, gets the guy away and runs. They all run out and says, "I'm driving." Right. They jump into a Jeep Wrangler mm-hmm. and take him to Dawson's garage. Now, okay, th- th- we got to take a moment about this because there are so many. At this point, when I was watching the movie, where I'm like, okay, this should happen, this should happen, this should happen, before any of this proceeds. Yeah. And none of it happens whatsoever. Like, any normal person in this situation would do this, 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 and this. (laughs) None of it gets done. Now, one thing that you failed to mention in the plot was the parents... Um, Sarah and Brad's parents said that they would be back by one at the latest. Yes, that so plays they, a factor. There's kind of like this factor. <sighs> there, of like, yeah, yeah, of a ticking clock, right, going on for them. So they get uh, George Newbern drives them, and there's. The, I have to admit, there's not many scenes that I will gush over, mm-hmm. but there's something very special about seeing him driving through like Lower Wacker Drive and stuff like that with all the steam coming up. Right, yeah. For some reason, it's green. I don't know why. It's very 80s. It's very know, 80s. And of course, they play, you know, to kind of throw tribute back to Martin Scorsese, Gimme Shelter. Gimme Shelter. I know. And, and like, it was I, that, like that, such an odd as choice. As soon as that started, when they're, going, when they're going down the tunnel, yeah. you know, I was like, oh, wow, I cannot believe it. And it's like the stones, slow roll. You know? You see the slow roll with yeah. the green smoke and everybody's looking around. And so they, they get to Dawson's garage. They, you know, they sneak inside of it. They tell, you know, they, they meet Mr. Dawson. Right. Who, by the way, for some strange reason. Is on a lift. Is yeah. on a lift that's triggered by an electrical current right you see this big electrical spark go off and then this steam and everything else he's got a sledgehammer he's got a sledgehammer yes because i know that when i'm working on a car that's my go-to right 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 (laughs) so they say you know here's our car and of course sarah is losing her damn mind at that point she's convinced that it's thor comes down and he's you know 
they're trying to conduct business saying, you know, that's our car. Mr. Mr. Pruitt sent us, here's the money. He goes, this is $45. You owe me 50. Right. And just immediately snaps saying, look, you don't have the money. Get the hell out. Right. Sarah is convinced <laughs> that he's, you know, he actually is. It's Thor. real Thor. Right. And he goes, Oh, I know why you're not yourself because you're not wearing your special helmet. Mm-hmm. So she takes off her plastic Thor helmet and hands it over to him saying, you need this more than I do right now. So mm-hmm. go ahead and put this on. She well, tells him mm-hmm. he's you're, her hero. You're my hero. Right. And you know, he has, he has a, you see the, the, the heart grows three times larger. Right. right. And just says, <laughs> you're giving me this kid. Yeah. You give me this kid. Yeah. Here, mine's at home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hands it back to her. They get in the car, they get the hell out. Right. Well, as they're driving, of course, Joe Gibb and the bad guys are still looking for them the entire right. time. Well, as they're driving, they happen past the restaurant that Chris was supposed to go to with her fiance or boyfriend. Right. Excuse me. Uh, and she says something about it. You know, this is where I was supposed. Yeah, to Yeah, this be. is where Mike. I was supposed to be. Right. And it's like, and Daryl notices. Oh well, it looks like he went here without you. Right. So they all get out. They start to walk over to it. And and Sarah had spotted a toy store. Yes. And was gushing over the the toy store. Well, as they all go into the restaurant to see what the hell's going on. They see Mike over at the mm-hmm. table with some. What was her name? Some. I don't some she was somebody that saffron. Or they something. knew who she was yeah, some, because she was like real she sesame. Was, she was her first name was sesame. She was an easy that. girl, you know. Yeah, whatever, exactly. So. She's such a sleaze. Yeah. So I love that she said sleaze. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't use that word very often anymore. No, 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 no. no. Well, while the, uh, the the two boys and and Chris are going over to kind of confront this guy, Sarah. Grabs an eclair, yes. ducks back out, and goes back over to the toy store. Yes. So they're confronting Mike, and he's giving Chris crap back and forth, mm-hmm. making a big scene. Of course, you know Brad steps and up. He and says the same line. He says, "You know, girls like you only comes along once in a, once in a lifetime." Yeah, which he'd said, or twice in the same night. And she says, "Yeah, or twice in the same night." Yeah, uh, and uh, basically, he he alludes to the fact that the reason why he broke up or he didn't do anything with Chris is because she doesn't put out mm-hmm. uh, something about being locked. Knees at the or knees. knees are locked at the knee. Yeah. Our legs are locked at the knees. Yeah. So. Um, and, and Brad steps up and is just like, you know, I'd love to punch your face out, but I'm not going to do it. You know. And then, of course, Daryl comes in and goes, oh, I will. I will. Yeah. <laughs> so they clear He out. kicks him from behind. Yeah, kicks, kicks him, him into from the behind, table. Kicks him yeah. Into, uh, yeah. And, of course, you know, the, the data's losing her mind on it, too. But they leave. They're getting ready to go in the car. As they leave the restaurant, that's when the scene you guys were talking about as far as seeing the big poster Building. for Playboy. Right, 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 right. And the, the, valet. Dorm, the valet does the double take. Yes, yeah. But they can't find Sarah. You don't know what's going on. And then they happen to see... Um, they see the eclair in front of the toy store. They see the eclair in front of the toy store, and they're like, okay, well, where would Sarah go? Well, they, there's that scene of her running down the alleyway, and she sees the building where yes. her parents are. Which, okay, let's talk about the building for okay. just a moment. Okay. Because that is a very, very famous yes, building it is. in Chicago. And very, very photoshopped. Yes. Oh, everything <laughs> about the... It's so funny. For so much of the stuff they actually filmed in Chicago, but they right. didn't do any of the skylines of Chicago. I know, I know. And apparently their geography sucks, because yeah. there's several times that they're on the river, and they're showing this scene, and I'm like... The river's nowhere near that. Well, also you know? the fact, okay, the the view that they have of this building down this alleyway suggests that it's probably half a mile away, if right, not more. Right. And they're there like that. I mean, like they, they're they like, oh, we run down this alleyway and we're there. It's like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> and if you... There's think, quite a few things like that where it's right. spatially like, it's like, wait a second. Little yeah. things that I remember, just even at the beginning of the movie when they're going down the freeway and you can see the ice where the slush has turned yes. to like ice cap. Yes. Doesn't really happen no. down, 
down here. That's not a that's not a summer yeah, I, event. But right. It happens, but not like that. So right, right. the building that they're referring to. Okay. Okay. That we keep you keep hearing us talk about. And anyone that's seen, you know, it's got that front that diagonal. So you know, it, it looks like two buildings that has had a, a diagonal slice. So right. The actual title of it is the Crane Communications Building. Okay. Is it still called that? Yes. Or, yeah. Okay. It's still owned by the Crane Communications. Um, it was formerly known as the Diamond Building because right. it does it like form a diamond, a diamond shape. shape. However, there's a different nickname that it's been given for many, many years. Which is the Vagina Building. Because it's two triangles okay, side yeah, by side. Yeah, so, okay. yeah. All right, yeah. But that's, I can't make this up. If you do a search for the Vagina Building Chicago, this is what it comes Fair up enough. with. So, okay. <clears throat> so why so, not? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, they determined that that's, and they, when they were walking on the riverfront beforehand, so many jokes they had made the, the mention mm-hmm. saying, hey, that's your mom and dad's building. And yes, right. it is. Right. Yeah. So, apparently, they own the entire friggin' building. Yeah. So, they, they, when they're in the alleyway and they see the, 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 the eclair on the ground, they look up, they see mm-hmm. Crane Communications building, they're like, okay, that's got to be where she's going. Right. And like you said, it looks like it's like, you know, a block and Forever, a half away. But it looks like it's a long yeah. way away. I mean, but they act like it's just right around the corner. So so Sarah gets up there and she's she knows, that, you know, gets a mom and dad, gets a mom and dad. Right. So she runs in there. She has no idea which floor to go to. Oh, so yeah, that's she, the whole thing, too. She goes and gets in the elevator. These two guys are, are chasing her mm-hmm. and the, the elevator door the door's is closed. Like, again, yeah, that's an easy fix. Yep. Chop you know? chop guys yeah. are on the chase. Yes, because yes. they want to get that. So. Um, and she's always and she and she back. punches the forty second and the forty fourth floor because you know because of the chocolate yep. stains on the on the buttons. Yeah. And of course, they do the same thing when they're following her. She runs up and she goes to a floor. And why is it in these buildings? There's always one floor that's under it's construction. Under, always, always. Every movie, and it's I've always ever seen. at the very top. Yeah, they, they never finish the top yeah. apparently. So she goes into the one room or the one floor that's still under construction and goes out the window. Tries to find a place to hide. Can't find a place to hide. So she decides to climb out the damn window. Yes, because the forty fourth floor on a slanted <sighs> building. Yes. Yeah, this is a good plan. This irritated me to no ends. Her going out there and then the goon going out there also. Yes. And then somehow... Well, they split up. Oh, no, 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 no. They split up. He starts pulling... Oh, well, first off, he starts pulling her back up because she's still got to hold the rope. And then yep. the rope somehow releases for no... For no mm-hmm. apparent reason. and But then whenever Chris and, everybody, and Brad and all of them show up later... It's actually tied off, so there's no way it would have released like that. Yeah, and of course he and, and his whole thing is he goes out the window after her and to, gets stuck himself, and, gets stu- and like, and, and she starts to fall. Yeah, and somehow on well a, she starts walking around. The well, no, but ledge. she loses her yeah. balance, yeah. and then she starts to slide down the, the building. Yeah, and somehow miraculously gets a grip before she goes off the side, which is not fucking happening. Right. I mean, it just... No, once you're going, you're going. So the two baddies separate. One of them, like you said, is up on the top floor. The other one, the main baddie, goes to the floor where the party is that her parents are at. And and he, the rest of them are wind up there also. Right. They know. they eventually figure out where to go. Um, they do the same thing. They separate. Chris goes to the one with the party. Daryl and Brad go to the top floor to try to find what's going on there. So there's a very famous scene where the main baddie is in there and just so happens to see the kid's parents come over and was talking to him about the caterer. Chris doesn't want to be seen. She wants to blend Actually, in the party. you get a little ahead of yourself there Uh-oh. because Chris puts on the, the, the coat. fur coat yeah. and walks around and she's over by catering when that dude comes Oh, that's up. right, because yeah, she, she ties the, the collar and pop. Then, and, then, and then the parents come over yeah. and starts asking and then she 
ties the, the plug around the plug his around his, yeah and he falls over yeah and she escapes which is a distraction and yeah so they finally go they finally get to the floor that she's that Sarah is right. on they get the rope out to her she pulls Sarah back up and they go past the henchman yes which is one of those things where I'm like if you're that dude why are you not Grabbing the rope Grabbing, with them. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I mean, it, there, there's so much wrong with Oh, this and it gets better. Just, so they get ready to leave, and Joe Gibb, our hero, stands there and says, look, I'm not going to hurt you. I just need the Playboy that's in the kid's right. backpack. And then when he opens it up, he says, this is what they've been chasing right. for, blah, 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 blah. All the blah. notes on this Looks job. at the picture and looks back at her, and she's like, don't say it. Right. He's like, nah, she don't even compare to you. Right. So you, you guys got a little style. And they said, what are we going to do about him? He goes, oh, let him sweat it for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, they head out. They finally make it to their car and start to go get Brenda. Mm-hmm. To the tune, one of my favorite. But they ran back into the other guy in the meantime. He punches him. Yeah, uh, yeah. The, the main baddie comes and then, back And then he up. just throws the, the the magazine on top of it. And that's when he says the line, you're right, babysitting is dangerous. Yeah. 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 But they get out. They're running to go it's get 25 Brenda. miles from 25 home. miles from yeah. home. Yes. Great song. Edwin Starr, baby. Great song. Yeah. And we'll, we'll go into the, the soundtrack here in a minute because it's it's worth worth noticing. They go, they get Brenda, and immediately when Brenda jumps in the car, she's like, what took you so long? I know. I know. Rush back <laughs> That's home. one of those, like, shut up, Brenda, get in the car. <laughs> Rush back home. Exactly. And in true, This is all your fault. <laughs> and in true Ferris Bueller fashion, yes. as they're driving, they said, didn't that your parents' car? Yeah. They all duck and fly past them. Right, the parents right. are complaining about, you know, wacko drivers on the road. Right. You know, our you know, kids our are going to be, be driving yeah. in a couple of years, and it's scary. And- so they rush home. They send, you know, Chris sends everybody upstairs in their pajamas. Daryl's like, I don't have any pajamas. Like, get the hell up, get up there yeah she's running around trying to clean up everything you know get everything back in order literally jumps over the couch grabs a magazine as the door opens up for the parents to walk in you know is everything okay yes yes blah 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 and also remember this is a year after ferris bueller yes okay so because there's another ferris bueller tie into this oh there's several too yeah chicago well but uh yeah exactly ferris yeah so they they she Chris goes upstairs, tells everybody everything's cool, and they say thank you for the greatest night of our lives, and she gets out and gets ready to leave. Well, as she's leaving, our hero uh, Dan pulls up in his jeep. Yes, he does. He goes, "How did you find me?" And pulls out Sarah's skate. Yeah, because she had mentioned I left my skate. She lost her skate yeah. somewhere, and it had her address on it. And he says, "Well, I'm I was looking to hire a babysitter." And she says, "Well, I'm retired." And yeah. he goes, Who's the babysitter for? Me. Well, it was for me. Yeah, I know. It's a- and he leans in for the kiss, and of course, that's when we get. Then he kissed yeah, he me, coming me back right, up, right. and scene. But that's not the end of the movie. No, it's not. Because after after the credits, credits roll, roll, they pan back to the side of the building yes. where the baddie is still right, sitting on the right, ledge. Right, going, right. Help! And this is only the second time I remember there being an after. That's true. Scene, I don't. Re- you know, Ferris Bueller had one. Yep. You know, and I'm not talking about like the stuff through the. I'm talking about no, the very end. Very, very. He goes, "Why is like, hey, what are you still doing here? Yeah. Go home. You're still here. Go home. It's over." Yeah. Well, they make they make mention of that in Deadpool, in right. the original Deadpool. Right, right, right. right. A yeah, I know he does that. that but that again, a year later. Yep. Is oh wow, there's another one. Yeah. And the only reason I knew it was there is because I walked into the theater mm-hmm. while to, to see it while there was still running the running show. The, and they're like, what is this? Yeah. You know? So, yeah, I have even recently seen somebody like some meme going around or somebody like, why did nobody ever tell me there was an after credit scene of 
Adventures in Babysitting. <laughs> you know, like that. All these years later, I'm just now finding out. You know, anyway. So. All right. Well, I've made mention of it a couple of times. Let's go ahead and talk about the soundtrack for a All second, because right. I love this soundtrack. This is hands down one of I will the say gems. I'm glad you like this soundtrack. Oh my god. Well, this is <laughs> this is my music, baby. I mean, yeah. this is the stuff I love. You have, you know, like I said, Denny kissed me by the crystal. Right. You know, Percy Sledge just can't stop. Give me sheltered by the Rolling Stones. Uh, Southside Johnny doing Expressway to Your Hearts. Mm-hmm. Um, Coco Taylor. Mm-hmm. Coco Taylor doing Evil was just amazing on that. Uh, yeah, that was when they were pulling in. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. 25 Miles from Home, Edwin Starr. Muddy Waters has, I mean, all of these are like Chicago-based artists. Right. Iggy Pop even has one. Yeah, I know. I was like, yeah. Uh, Junior Walker and the All-Stars does, does what it takes. Uh, was it? Uh, what does it take to win your love? Mm-hmm. You know, a, a lot of that Chicago blues style. You know, Sam Cooke doing "Bring It On Home to Me," mm-hmm. one of my favorite songs of all time. Um, you know, Southside Johnny, uh, Southside Johnny, and the Asbury Dukes. That's, that's what their yeah, name, the Asbury a, Dukes. So um, I knew there was a jersey. Yeah, it was something that. in there. A, but um, and of course, the one that we previously mentioned about it, where. Yes, she actually sang this with Albert Collins, The Babysitting Blues mm-hmm. by Elizabeth Shue. Mm-hmm. And and every one of those is just a, that if that was released as a KTEL album, I would buy it tomorrow, <laughs> you know? It's uh, that kind of yeah. album, you know? Yeah, I I'm I'm not I'm not big on blues music. Well, that's, so it's You don't have to be right. It's okay. I'm, I'm yeah, I'm yeah. just you're, you're perfectly I, you, allowed I'm to be wrong. sure I'm I I have not said it in a while. Dave gets on me about this once I always say about the blues. I like music that was inspired by the blues. Okay. I just don't like blues music. Okay. Fair. The same thing with The Godfather. He he gets on me about that. I'm not a big fan of The Godfather, but I mm-hmm. love but I love the stuff it inspired. Okay. Same thing with Watchmen. Okay. The comic book, I don't like the Watchmen comic book, but I love what it inspired. So that that's just me and I'm not hating on any of those things. I'm just saying it's not for me. That's so, fair. That's yeah. fair. Um, so a couple things about this. First off, originally cast as Chris. Mm-hmm. I did some homework on this. You're gonna love this. Valerie Bertinelli no. was originally no. cast as Chris. It later went from her to Molly Ringwald. I could see that more. And then from there went to Elizabeth Shue. Yeah, I, I, I could see was Molly Ringwald did more Valerie than... Valerie Bertinelli marry Eddie Van Halen? Yes, he, yes she did. Uh, oh. No, what year? Oh, uh, uh, that was in the early 80s. It was early 80s, yeah. so... Uh, just, again, you know as well as I do that if Bertinelli was cast in this, the soundtrack would have been totally different. Oh, yeah. But, so. I mean, and, of course, I guess at this point, that was one day at a time. It probably wrapped up by that point. Oh, yeah, point. that was done you by, know, like, what, 82, 83? Yeah, somewhere so. in there. But it, it's just, I don't know. Valerie Bertinelli... No offense to her. I've just never seen her having more range than playing that character. Just quirky? Yeah, whatever. She's not the you know. girl for you? No. Yeah. And and don't get me wrong. I mean, she's gorgeous, but it was just, she, I never found her acting right. that good. You know, it's a, anyway. All right. And I've got to bring it up. Mm-hmm. I've got, I promised that we wouldn't talk more than maybe 30 seconds about this, but I got to bring it up. What is it I always say? What's the easiest way to kill a memory? Make a remake. remake. They made one. They did in 2015. I remember when this happened because my stepdaughter. Or 2010, excuse me. My stepdaughter Mm -hmm. was watching um, Disney Channel, you know, because that's all she watched when she was in that age range. Mm -hmm. 
Adventures in Babysitting. Yep. And I'm like, oh my God, they cut out everything in this movie that made it yeah. good. I'm sure. It was, it was not. I don't even think it was the same storyline. No, no. Not same characters, not same storyline. Nothing tied to it other than just the concept of babysitting. This would have been better labeled the Babysitter's Club. Again, wasn't this a Touchstone movie? This is a Buena Vista. This is a, uh, yeah. this one is, I think it's ABC. Buena Vista is the blue screen. Well, if it's ABC, it doesn't matter because that's Disney owns. Yeah, this ABC. was Buena Vista. Yeah, so it, it's all, you know, it's all that. Uh, Here's one for you. Hmm. Disney Channel, a Disney Channel original, mm-hmm. actually did a remake of Pump Up the Volume. Oh, God, no. It, it's called no. Radio Rebel. It's got no. Debbie Ryan. No, and no, no, Yes, no. and I remember, like, no. again, no. seeing it and being like, no, no. No, no, this no. is Pump Up the Volume. No, no, a really, 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 really bad version of Pump Up well, the Volume. I didn't even bother to watch the remake <laughs> no, of this. No, I've known. Well, the only thing... I saw the name Adventures in Babysitting. I was like, we're not watching this. This is... <laughs> so originally this was going to be done in 2010. It, re- it got released by the Disney Channel in 2015. Right. The 2010 concepts for them, I think I might have actually been interested in watching because the original casting that they had for the main character in the 2010 one was Raven Simone. Which okay. could have been interesting. She decided not to do it, and then they wanted to cast Miley Cyrus, which, again, mm-hmm. I'm not a huge Miley Cyrus mm-hmm. fan, but that could have at least been interesting. Mm-hmm. When they cast the the remake, really not many people... Who, who was it? There wasn't really any major names that were in it, uh, at least not for the time. Well, so, I'll, I'll be honest, I would probably know who it was just simply because I watched so much of that Disney Channel stuff. Right. Uh, because Emmy... Um, Sabrina Carpenter was the biggest yes. name. Sabrina Carpenter yeah. uh, wound up being on um, Girl Meets World. Yes. And she's done some, I think she was in that Tom and Jerry movie that came out here recently. Uh, yeah. But you had uh, Sophia Carson, Sabrina Carpenter, Nikki. Uh, okay, Sophia Carson uh, wound up being in, I hate that I know all this stuff. Uh, <laughs> she wound up being in The Descendants, which is like a big Disney franchise. Oh, yeah. she. Now. Which one was she in The Descendants? She's, um... Ellie was into that for a while. The other, it's not Dove Cameron is Maleficent's daughter, and I don't remember right. who which she was. Uh, she's the other white. ones, uh, the evil queen yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Um, who else is in this? I don't know. I don't recognize any of these. It, it's sad that I know all of this because again, because I watched, I or I have wound up watching so much. Pump it up and or shake it up and um, uh, dog with a blog and yeah I know I know and uh, it's Al, great AJ or uh, it was an AJ and Alley or not AJ and Alley um Al, whatever all of that stuff all of it you know all yeah. of it it just I I so I know who all these people are unfortunately so yeah. well, <laughs> so before we wrap it up though yes because yeah. I know that we're close. Mm-hmm. Do either of you have any crazy like babysitting adventures? No. Anything? The biggest one that I have goes back to like when I was a little kid. It, was, it deals with my great grandmother. Okay, because mm-hmm. uh, I was five, six years old or something. I might not even been that old. Um, old enough that I remember maybe three, four, five years old, something like that. And me just really kind of. She kept telling me not to do anything. You know, not to. I was doing something. I don't remember what it was. She kept telling me stop, 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 and I wouldn't. And her being like, "Okay, that's fine. You know what? I'm just I'm just gonna leave since you, since, you know you do you obviously don't love me. I'm just gonna go out here and I'm gonna lay down and die. And the dogs are gonna come and eat me. And, and <laughs> oh my course, gosh! And, and I'm like Whoa. crying, like no, no, no. You know, just like 
<laughs> that is a true story. That, that does is, not surprise me. That does not surprise that me. That is old school. Like <laughs> I remember. My that. papa once told my brother that he was going to hang him on a hook and leave him there. Yeah, I know. It's and <laughs> in my, on the landing, going to my my grandparents' basement, he picked up my brother and hung him on the hook. And he was like, help me, help me. So, my grandfather I mean, would never, oh, I know, never I know, like, I know, spank I know, us or I know, anything like I know. that. Oh, see, and we had my younger sister, Robin, uh, she had more babysitters that I remember than, mm-hmm. than I did. And I distinctly remember one of her babysitters was one of my my best friends at the time, his older brother. And where we lived at, Kevin was his name, uh, would come over and, and babysit because their house was like diagonal from ours. Well, um, there was one instance where he was trying to hop over our fence. Now we had like a chain link fence. It was only about maybe four, whatever standard height is on him. I don't know. And he had this big thing of where he grabbed the, the sides of it to try to come over and hop over it, not actually climb it, just hop it. Yeah. Well, in the process of doing so, he missed Oh. And both legs went. Now the the legs followed the chain link, but the bar that went across the top of it went across his chest. So he was literally trapped in the fence. Oh good. It was. I, I was. I sat there and watched it. It was one of those things of why Kevin? Why? Yeah, why Kevin? Mm-hmm. Why? Why do these things? But it was still so funny. I mean, we had people that you know would come over and and basically just say, look. We know you guys are just going to sit here and watch TV, so mm-hmm. we're going to go in the other room and like make long distance phone calls or whatever. Oh, there you go. You know, it was that I remember thing. my next door neighbor had an older daughter, and she was a teenager mm-hmm. you know, when I was little. That I wasn't, unlike most people of our generation, I was not left home alone or with babysitters that often. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I was the oldest, so I was you wound left up being home the alone in yeah. charge of yeah. my sibling. Yeah. yeah, I had that a couple of times. I had friends like that that, like, I had. Um, my friend Brad and his family, he was the second of eight kids. Good Lord. And so that was his older sister, Stephanie, and him wound up being the babysitters for everybody. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. that was like, yeah. And, uh, but, but yeah, like I babysat a couple of times for like my cousin's kids or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it was, you know, friends, you know, church friends, you know, they, right. whatever type stuff were like, Hey, we're going out. Do you mind? I was like, no, nah, I don't mind, you know, hanging out here for a couple hours or whatever it was, but nothing, obviously nothing like this. Right. right. <laughs> well, let me ask you this just to kind of wrap up here. The movie. Yes. Adventures in babysitting. Your final thoughts on it? Would you, I love it. I mean, it, it was watchable. Oh, absolutely. It you know, it, it, it's definitely of its time. Okay. You know, and that's what all of these movies that we're covering right. are of their time. Right. And so you kind of have to take that into consideration sometimes. True. Like, like I was saying earlier, when they go into the blues club mm-hmm. and all of the people of color that are in there like are like look like they're getting ready to kill them oh yeah and i'm like seriously i mean that's well okay. <laughs> and again and i know it's of its time and, and something whatever, something about that like, particular scene that i, I made mention yeah. to when amy and i were watching this if you notice there's a prerequisite if you film in chicago yes if it's supposed to be set in chicago there is and especially if there's a bar scene right. there's one thing that is absolutely 100 percent required in order for you to do it somewhere in the scene there has to be a sign for old style beer yes yes it is a requirement <laughs> i don't know why that is but every single movie that i can remember seeing that and has Malort. a scene yeah, yeah and oh, Malort. God. Oh, 
we're not going to start on Malort. Hey, Rob. You know, <laughs> Malort is one of those things that's kind of made a little bit of a comeback. I wish it hadn't. I really and, wish it And hadn't. I really and truly believe it is that, of course, we're talking about more more Gen Z now than millennials, but it's that that irony of it's it's the whole it's the whole PBR. Okay, so, let's be honest. PBR is is hog is is pig swill. It is. It is. It's yep. terrible, well, but it's cheap. And yep. I get it. That was but the, the thing is, is that fifteen ish years ago, the millennials yeah. jumped on that. Ironically, of like, oh PBR, yeah PBR is the best, it's and like, yet they still drink it to this day. I know, and it's and, just. And you guys were talking about Malort. I just recently took a trip to Chicago, and my my buddy Andrew and I found ourselves in Wrigleyville, mm-hmm. and went into a bar and and. When they found out that we were from Tennessee, of course, that's like Jack you know, Daniels catnip, yeah, you know, everybody, you know, but they wanted to get us something that's called the Chicago handshake. Oh, I had I no idea what this know. was. I'd never heard of it, but I was like, I'm, I'm scared. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it is a shot of Malort and an old style beer, kind of like a Boilermaker. And I, but like, you don't drink it like a, it's not like you don't the dunk beers it. beers in the glass yeah. and you put the shot in it. No, it's you just drink them in succession. We used to do PB and J's. Oh, yikes! Paps Blue Ribbon and Jaeger. Jaeger. I've heard Jepsons and I've heard Jaeger. No, so we used to do it with Jaeger. Yikes. That was a bad combination. Yikes! <laughs> nothing about that sounds good. But no, nothing good ever comes no, of it whatsoever. No, 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 no. <laughs> All right, Amy. What about you? Final thoughts on this movie? Definitely has staying power. Oldie but a goodie. Okay. Yes. It's I, it's one that I would show to anyone and say, this was the eighties. Yeah. I, I think it's a, it's a good, it's a good lot of ways. Yeah, yeah, it's a good I mean, time capsule. And, and, and unlike some other 80s movies, it doesn't have a lot of issues of like a lot of 80s movies do now where you sit and go, wow, you never get that done today. You well, know? there are a few here and there. There I are a few it, elements that I definitely think are, are oh, central well, yeah, to Colin, the 80s. Oh, yeah, Colin Thor homo. Yeah, that's that not happening. You know, it's not, <laughs> that's, yeah. Well, and other the, the Camaro. I mean, that Camaro with the yeah. so cool. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yes, there are still people that get the personalized license plates on those kind of cars, but I, I don't think that's as prevalent now as it was back then to try no, to No, you, it, you, you know, don't get the, the personalized license plates as much. You really don't. Unless somebody's trying to like, usually if you, I see one now, it's someone who's trying to promote something. Or they're <laughs> like an, an older generation and just like, you know, mom's car mm-hmm. or something like that. You don't really see too much of that anymore. In retrospect, and I know they've made a remake, would you ever want to see no. this done no. again? Do you think again. it could be done again? I, I, I'm sure that they're, they're... they're This movie, not just calling it a right. maybe said I'm sure that there is... There, there is a workable concept mm-hmm. that could be done. Yeah. But why? I agree. You know, that is the... When you, it doesn't need to be redone. It doesn't it, 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 again. It's as it good goes, as that story is going to get. It goes yeah. back to, and, and I have not seen it. Okay, yeah. I have not seen the 2016 Ghostbusters. Okay, mm-hmm. I know there was a lot of available on stars. I don't want to see it ever. You yeah. know, and the reason why is because I have a, I have my Ghostbusters. Right. I don't. I do not one or two. I, I like both of them. Yeah. I loved Afterlife. You know, I mean, it's I one, still it's like, seen that one. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Uh, but it's one of those things where it's like. I have those movies already in mm-hmm. my life. They're right. perfect in my mind in the oh, way that I like. I don't like the girl one. Yeah, but it's not because it's the girl one. It's just because I did not need to see an, a remake of Ghostbusters. True. You know, that is what it comes down to. And, and so that is what kills me with all of these remakes. Right. 
and admittedly, there have been a couple of times that a remake has surprised me of how of, yeah. of how good it was. Yeah. But by and large, it's kind of like, it's kind of like video game movies. Every time they announce a new one, it's like, well, you know, it's going to suck. Absolutely, because they all suck. Right. You know. So, yeah. what about you, Amy? Do you think this is something that could ever be remade or should ever be remade? I don't think they need to. Right. Okay. That won't the stop story, them from doing right. it, but it's <laughs> but it's it's one of those stories that it sticks and it works. And yeah, we have cell phones now that that would have stopped certain things from happening. I think it's a good it's a good little piece of history that says this is what happened at this time, and they couldn't they couldn't save Brenda right. in five minutes because. Nobody had phones in right. their pocket, and that's or, not in that. What you said earlier, also, mm-hmm. cell phones and rideshare and money transfer, money transfers is any number of things. Right, stops this entire thing, and it's at tragic. the very beginning. Exactly, True. you know, and, and you know, you know me. I'll, I'll make an argument either way for for remakes. Some of them are good. Some of them should never be done. Could this be remade again? I think if they did, it would be kind of like what we were talking about on one of our previous episodes. Where it had to be a period piece. It would have to yeah. be a period piece. Yeah. But my, my but then fear, again, if you're making it a period piece, it's already. Yeah, I was about to say, why piece. do it? Why you do know? it? Yeah, no, it's a, and and that does that mean that this is the perfect movie for that? No, I don't think no. so. I think it's a tribute to the original movie. It's all done on Zoom. She calls. <laughs> it's fine. Right, transfer right. you the money. I'll get you a you know. I'll get you a ride, and. Everybody lives happily ever after. Right, right. Yeah. Again, there are no there are no payphones around any longer. So yeah. that's you know that that one right right off the bat. There's none of that. You know, you get a text to, message from somebody. Like it's like if you've got terminal. your phone, then why aren't you paying through your your right. your Apple yeah. pa- whatever or this or that well, or that whatever matter, you know. You know uh, and you wouldn't take a cab. You would take an, uh, an Uber or a well, Lyft. Why, why would you take I mean, a cab to a bus station? Right. You know? And the, yeah, there's no reason to go to the bus station. And that's. I mean, it just. There's a lot of elements on this. That yes, yeah, it is. I know. Time I know. And and, yeah. and I do think. Do I think that there's things about this movie that could have been made a lot better? Yes, I do. Absolutely. And with modern day technology, yeah, could they do it? Yeah, why take a sure. cab ride all the way? I still don't understand why she took a cab ride all the way to the bus station when the L goes out to the suburbs. Right. She could have walked to that that L and taken the train in downtown, walked two blocks. She would have <laughs> saved her money. Again, but I again. love it when you guys try to find the logic. And in we movies. also <laughs> never get a reason why she left. Uh, she hated her mom. Well, yeah. But, Remember she said she was going to spike her drain still, Or spike her tab with drain I know. Yeah. But still, that's... That's the timer. Yeah, well, that's yeah. Our, our coffee going off. Which <laughs> means, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's just... And, and what what I love is how there's there's no resol- there's really no resolution to that storyline. No. They she get just goes back home. and she's like, go home. And for some reason... And she doesn't want to. Remember? She's right. like, I want to go home. Right. She's go like, home. Go, home. go home. But for some reason, when I was watching this, I kept thinking there was another scene where she talks to her and come to find out her parents didn't even know she was gone, you know, type Not thing. Not that I remembered, no. But I, I'm, I, I'm sure that's another movie that I'm, right. I'm getting confused. But I, I kept thinking that in my head for whatever reason, which, again, goes back to the whole there is no resolution to this whatsoever. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I mean, you know. But I enjoyed watching this again for the first time in probably 30 years. It's fun. It's definitely years, a rewatch. You know? I definitely think it's something that you can go, when you're having that nostalgia you know, itch that you need to scratch. Right. But I do think that, you know, like I said, it's, it's definitely one of those things if you need to scratch that nostalgia itch, it's great for it. Um, I'll probably watch this again in another 20 years. Yeah. So it's, yeah. <laughs> I, honestly, I don't it's think it's uh, going to be one that's going to jump up into like heavy no, rotation. No, but, you know, no, it's no, also no, one no. of those ones that I, I, I think this would be fun that if you have a 
with all of this, these movies that we've been doing, I don't think there's any of them that I'm going to go back and watch again. I don't know. I in, think there's a it, few of them in that the near still kind of, in the you know, near future. Let's yeah. put it that way. I think this is um, it's it's definitely one of those things that you're it, it has those remember wins, but you it's know. the member berries, exactly. member berries. Yeah, I mean, exactly. It, it's uh, uh, but you know, but the whole thing with the, with the quote unquote member berries is mm. that it's not about going back and rewatching it. It's only remembering. The certain, elements the, of it, the best aspects of all of it, right? You know, and so forgetting the the bad green screen, yeah, in Chicago, and, 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 and a whole bunch of other stuff. Yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, but you know, and and like with our previous episode of Space Camp, where we absolutely tore those special effects oh, apart, God. as well as like a lot of the elements of the yes. storyline of like this would never happen, this would never happen, this would never mm-hmm. happen. You know, <laughs> it's still one of those things where again, we love these movies. Yes. Absolutely. You know, that's, it's related. I can sit down and watch Star Wars, which is one of my favorite movies of all time, and mm-hmm. tear that thing apart. Oh, of course. But still be like, no, this is a great movie. Yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't stop you from you know having the feels. It doesn't stop right. you from taking back the memories, remembering where you were when you were a kid and you watched it. And, right, exactly. And I definitely think you know if you have a child that's, that's coming of age to where they're going to start babysitting soon, I think this would be a fun one to watch with them. I think yeah. this would definitely be one that say, all right, now, this is why you never do X, Y, and Z. You never take you live your... In, you live in a much different world now yeah, also exactly, than this. So you know, it, yeah. Just go to haagen Cell phone. Just go to haagen all, all, all of the, the, the tech, technological advances. Tell Brenda to call her mom and just go to haagen right, right, You'll save right, yourself right. a lot of headache. So. Yep, I agree. So that was another <laughs> thing. Hour and 43 minutes. Yeah. That is one of the things with all of these movies. They're short. No, they're long. Hour forty three. Yes. Come on. I mean, th- I have been surprised. Just I was, I was expecting hour, hour twenty, hour half, and no, most. No. And Space all of Camp these comes in right at like one hour thirty seven. It may yeah. be, but I know that like some of the ones that we did, are, like a uh, cloak and dagger, was almost two hours long. Cloak and dagger was was and, was a very long. And movie. <laughs> with and this one is a little better about. There's not a lot of, well. Uh, you know, tight roping the, the the beam across the the chop shop. Yeah, that went on way too long. Yeah, okay. there's a lot of scenes that could have um, been cut down for size on this. And and, and there there are so and also the outside the building stuff like on the yeah they could have cut that down some. I mean there there are quite a, there were places hey. where I could found I could have found some edits with no. Columbus problems. was learning. Remember, yeah, well, this is his first big movie. So, but so. but that also tells you the difference between filmmaking and the 80s and filmmaking now is true yeah you know, granted you know most of the marvel movies probably need editors uh oh god yes uh, but <laughs> outside of them you know you get to the point. yeah you get to the point and you get <laughs> yeah. on with the storyline without a whole lot of everything else and i'll have to say amongst all these this one actually does a pretty good job of getting yeah to I mean, this to the point i don't really felt fairly like there early. was too many just dead spots in this movie no. there were a couple of them that you're like okay get beyond it right but you know for the most part it was it was pretty concise it was pretty to the point and it was definitely something that while it had a lot of different things going on Mm -hmm. in the movie it didn't feel like it was bloated right you know it didn't feel like it was just let's shove 15 more storylines in here to try to get and this this does have multiple storylines oh god yes i mean there's there's all kinds of different little sub stories in this one but i think it was done well enough to where it kept you interested in it all right so now that we've gone as long as we are let's go ahead and wrap this thing up <laughs> uh but yeah so uh yeah that's uh the end of this episode or another another movie down in our retro summer yes. 2022 uh we still have so many more What's to go next? uh i don't know yet we gotta we'll, we'll worry out. about that when we get to it and that's, please f- uh, find us on discord i can tell you this much we're yeah. probably going to have one of our non-movie episodes 
coming before we go into yeah. the next after this one because we've had a bunch of movie episodes and we said we were going to try to get at least we one need a non non movie episode yeah. per month and we've got three months of this so so yeah so but uh, uh well and please hit us up on discord hit us up on the instas all of the socials if you like these types of movies if things that you know if you have memories of adventures in babysitting Feel free to jump on Discord and Absolutely. share it with us. Absolutely. You know? or uh, your hamster gave birth while you were babysitting. This is true. Let know? us know. <laughs> you know, you get to share some stories about mm-hmm. uh, your adventures on these things and, uh, you know, how many times you had to go get into Dawson's garage at, you know, 1230 <laughs> at night to, yeah, to get your car to get back home to the suburbs by 1 a.m., you know. Anything along those lines. Um, also, if you have any movies that you would like to hear us kind of go over that have that retro feel for you, you know, yes. throw it out there. It may already be on the list. We, we don't have know, so. we have a list that is still morphing. Uh, matter of fact, there is one movie in particular that is actually in our intro that probably is not going to make it on this. Yeah, we'll see. We'll, <laughs> we'll see. see. And it's kind of one of those. We'll we'll talk about it another time. Yes. Uh, but anyways, yeah, guys, thank you so much. Everything is in our is, like like Barry said. Everything is in our show notes. Mm-hmm. Uh, just. Go there and you can get anywhere. Um, Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming in and and sitting in with us for a couple episodes. And and, uh, I guess, guys, we will see you next time. Wrap it up. I am Alan Smith. I'm Barry. I'm the emphasis, Amy. She actually said it that time. Ah, yes. We finally got it out of her. (laughs) See you next time, guys. See you. Bye. Um, all right. You have so, to, okay. Look, the first Halloween is excellent. The second Halloween is good. The third Halloween is my is, favorite. Is so a be completely nice. different thing. Yes. and it's and it's and it's good as well. But it's not connected to the first. Don't two. go into it expecting after a Jason that. Movie. It's hit or miss yeah. all the way through. So it, yeah. yeah. So produced by Touchstone Pictures. Do it. How many are there? A lot. Uh, let's see. There are. There's Halloween, Halloween 2, Halloween Season of the Witch, Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers, Halloween 5, The, the Revenge of Michael Myers, uh, Halloween H2, or Halloween, uh, it's just called Halloween, The Curse of Michael Myers, which yep. is actually 6. Then there's Halloween H2O, mm-hmm. and Halloween, um, uh, what's the terrible one? So this one? is the one with Jamie Lee Curtis. Yes. And, yeah. uh, what's the terrible one after? Hockey Mask. After, oh, is it Resurrection? I think so. I think so, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because it's yeah Halloween Resurrection where yep. where he where he kung fu fights uh, uh, Buster Rhymes at the end of it yeah mm-hmm. um, and then and then after that Rob Zombie it's a rebirth did a re- did a remake of it and then he did Halloween two and those are in a separate universe yep. and then you come back in what was it three years ago or whatever it was where they uh, where it's um, David Gordon Green yeah. did yeah, Halloween yeah. and then Halloween. Um, we're up to like what was the last one? Twenty seven. I don't remember. Yeah, and then Halloween Kills comes out Halloween this Kills, year. Yeah. That's the new one. Now the one in the middle is Halloween. Um, I don't remember because that's the one that reintroduced. Yeah, it came, just came out last yeah. year and yeah. it's so good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so how many was that? A it's lot. Six, like twenty seven. Seven.
He forgot eight, Halloween 17 seven, Electric eight, Boogaloo. So, you know. 9, 10, <laughs> 11, 12. There's going to be 13 this year. Halloween 45, Wrath of yeah. Khan. So, so, you know. Now, but you uh, also have to remember that some of these. The Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown is. <laughs> no, that's right. Can't Anyways, for that's, October. That, anyway. that, that is a whole. Well, yes. so we've already covered Halloween. So, right. now we will do Halloween Kills this time. All right, fair. Fact, so I will tell you that. So, anyway, back to or, this movie. Me, Halloween Kills was the one last year. Halloween Ends is the one that's yes. coming out this yeah, year. Yeah, I thought that's that what good. it is. We'll get there. So. Eventually.